0: Before your selected episode begins, here's a word from our friends at Wrestling Recommendations. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lassiter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have created a list of over 200-plus matches spanning over 40-plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Recomm on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists. Alongside Jeff, my name is Ryan. And as we stated on our last episode, um, we have um, the great Travis Lassiter with us today. Yeah, top five
1: uh, podcast host of you guys. Uh, most listened to episode over here. You know, Lockdown yeah. 2010. Got to, Got to throw <laughs> that out there.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, T lass in the house,
0: yeah. Um, speaking Speaking of ass, um, just Just know that all you have to do to get into Priscilla Kelly's pants is to put hot sauce on your ass. Uh, sign me up, <laughs> sign me up. Um, my wife doesn't listen is... to this. We're good, we're good. <laughs> thank, thank God. Um, my wife is in the other room, and my son is two rooms over, so. Questionable, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's sleeping. Um, guys, this is this is a really big month for wrestling. You know, we have Forbidden Door coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, collision is the week before that. Uh, but we are talking about Forbidden Door 2014 today. Yeah, Let's do it. Um, the I the thing that
1: Tony <laughs> Tony Khan stole from Ring of Honor, you know. But it's some big thing now because the marks don't know that.
2: Well, Obviously. you can't you can't steal it if you own Ring of Honor.
1: He, I mean, he's butchered Ring of Honor.
2: <laughs> well, what's left of Ring of Honor?
1: Is Honor even, of Ring. is it still a real thing? Like, is are we sure it's not ROH dark now?
0: No, it's, because it's because it's every week. There's 19 matches that you have to watch to watch one episode of Ring of Honor television now. You know that, um,
1: I mean, he had another show. He didn't have to go out and make collision. He could just put ring of honor on Saturday nights. But you know, he didn't fight for it enough.
2: While of
0: we're on, yeah, go ahead.
2: while we're on this, uh, Travis, I was thinking to myself too. So you're telling me CM Punk's going to come back on this collision, and apparently, I guess it's a it's a six man tag, right? From what I've what I've seen. Um, and then you're mm-hmm. going to give, so you're going to give Punk and Joe, you know, you, they're going to be mixing it up in a, in a triple three, you know, in the six man tag oh, God. for all the ring of Mar, I ring of honor marks like myself. Like, why isn't that on pay-per-view in a, you know, for some type of marbles or for some type of payment. But, Typical, typical, typical AE
0: dub. Yeah, you're not lying there. Uh, but all jokes aside, this we are talking about War of the Worlds 2014 today. It was a co-produced event between Ring of Honor, uh, pre pre Tony Khan and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, uh, May of 2014 from the legendary hammerstein ballroom in new york new york um this is now for those who don't know jeff is a ring of honor historian um jeff's a ring of honor mark um i think i think in a way we all are but 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 jeff's bloodline goes that far back um so i'm going to kick it to him um Ring of Honor in 2014 during this time. Um, we've talked about it before, but just very briefly, what is the landscape of Ring of Honor looking like right now?
2: Um actually it it's everything that people think wrestling is now. So um all these marks from you know twenty wrestling didn't start till twenty seventeen and like look how look how it's like the territories and You just have all these guys coming together and wrestling's never been as great as it's been until now. Uh, No bullshit. Um, Ring of Honor, I've said this on this podcast a fucking a million times and I'll say it a million, million more. Ring of Honor was the wrestling, pun intended, but for the wrestling purist. like If you actually like pro wrestling, this is for you. This is everything. These are guys coming together to put on matches, different companies, um, you even have one off shots, you know, you just have guys, you know, coming in for a couple weeks. Like, you know, it's the closest to territory wrestling we've gotten since the actual territory days. So, and again, I said a million times you can, well, we're going to go with the card, obviously right as yes, you listen to this podcast, but you can see all these guys for 30, 40 bucks, um, and just, you know, we'll go into later where they are now in their careers and this, that, and other, and how you'd have to pay a hell of a lot more of that now. But it's the best wrestling on the planet. It was the best wrestling on the planet. And it's nothing like old school Ring of Honor. To me, this is, God, my wheelhouse. I just love, I just love Ring of Honor. God, I love Ring of Honor. It's so good. But I'm going to let you guys talk because I could talk on the whole damn podcast on this Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah, See,
1: whenever I'm, I'm more of the god. I'm, I'm more the Ring of Honor novice kind of like I I watched it when I could, but like I I didn't really seek it out, but I would buy the DVDs and watch the matches, but I didn't follow along with it as closely as I probably should have at this point cuz I was I was just watching WWE and WWE kind of had jaded me at this point in 2014. Like I was excited for the Daniel Bryan and stuff of that nature and all that stuff going on, but I was just like, man, you know, at this point, I was like, WWE wasn't fulfilling it, but I wasn't going out of the way to find something to fill that void either. So that was my bad back in that time.
0: Yeah. No, well, sh- and what I'll say, because you mentioned Daniel Bryan, we just covered Extreme Rules 2014 on our last episode. Um, this These shows are about a week apart maybe maybe 2 weeks. So you have Extreme Rules 2014 essentially going up against War of the Worlds 2014 and by the end of this we'll figure out which one is better. I think we already know which one, but um Jeff we're, we're looking at both obviously you you you've watched both shows. Um so we do have Daniel Bryan as the key as as the A number one guy on wwe programming at this time Mm -hmm. is what they're doing with extreme rules or the build-up or the storylines compare in any way shape or form to what ring of honor is doing right now
2: well i mean obviously wwe is always gonna have the production and everything else um but no because this again this wrestling the Ring of Honor is is and has always been, um, until now, until the Tony Khan era, been actual pro wrestling, and this is pro wrestling. Like, yes, there's storylines and there's stuff, and there's there's here and they there, and but when it all boils down to it, the pro wrestling is better here in Ring of Honor, and it always has, um, it always has been, and also too this this iteration of Ring of Honor here, I mean, wrestling's always been cool to some extent you know, with attitude, air and territory, but then, you know, there's a time here where <sighs> ring of honor was like almost, it, it was, I, I'm not saying it's, it was taboo. Like, like, like Travis said, you know, he watched WWE and, you know, he may have heard of ring of honor, but didn't know, didn't know too much about it, you know, like didn't want to like seek it out, you know, and which is no problem, no fault of his own. No problem. You know, you don't know what you don't know. But, for the people that were like hardcore in the ring of honor had to do, had do their research and do this, and do that. And like, you know, again, I remember first getting like their first early stuff on like burn DVDs. I know some kids are listening like, what the hell is a burn DVD? Uh, it's been a long time ago, but you know, so yeah, you know, you really had to love pro wrestling to find this and go to these shows and do this and do that. And I think that's where a lot of people, um, yeah, you know, like myself and other people, and I'm not saying it from a sense of like, oh, I'm better than you because I watched this and that and this and that. Like, no, no, not at all. But you know, people are. We're going to talk about this whole card with Akata and all these people, and the same people now that are saying, um, you know, like this match, this tag team's the best in the world. We're probably in middle school, <laughs> you know, while while the while these matches, you know, you know, Kevin Steen's wrestling Nakamura, and these kids are in middle school, and now they're telling you what, how. You know the elite are the best things in sliced bread, and that's the stuff that that that's the stuff that pisses me off
1: because they didn't even know the young bucks existed in twenty fourteen.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you watch this young bucks match when we get into it later, and what's changed between there and now? Nothing, you know. Like we were all watching the young again. The the young bucks. They're to be to be fair, they're not bad wrestlers. That's not what I'm saying, but they've been doing their stick and their bit since forever. And then it goes mainstream. It's just like a
1: band or something like
2: that. And it's like, oh my God, they're so good. And it's like, well, yeah, but what you don't know is they've been doing this for 10
1: years. You just haven't seen I've, it. You I've know, seen this same sequence, same match for yeah, 10 years. Yeah,
2: and and to be fair to them, I mean, that's everybody. You know, Hogan's Lug, lug Drop, Flair, Bret Hart, Punk. I mean, everybody has their movesets and stuff. So I, I'm not getting on for that. But it's just this idea that and they're the best. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know or you know said wrestlers the best well again because you didn't see them you know you were and again you're born when you're born but you know you were taking tests and going to gym class and doing all that stuff while some of us were watching real pro wrestling
1: they weren't they weren't stand up to 12 30 one o'clock catching the ring of honor show on your local Sinclair yeah, affiliate yeah I I guarantee
2: you hundred percent you know what I'm saying you're not getting in trouble in high school, you know. You're not sliding a ring of Honor burnt DVD between a locker jack. I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh but we always say it on here, pro wrestling didn't exist until 2017. So um that's gonna have to be our first piece of merch. Um, it's gonna say 2017, the birth of professional wrestling. <laughs>
2: can i can i I, uh can i copy um what was the space on our podcast but uh make wrestling wrestling again that's a great bit too
0: make wrestling wrestling again i like it
2: tony lucinda there we go
0: oh tony tony leyenda
2: leyenda there we go
0: you mean you mean from fight pro which you can go to their website and get 15 percent off your tickets using the code fight with two t's purist
2: damn right Love that, dude.
0: Um, that is uh that is also in our top five currently. So uh we've we we are steadily climbing up the ranks here. Um not like our friends over at wrestling Re- recommendations sniffing the top hundo every time we turn we turn a corner.
1: Well, we got up to fifty three, man. Just could not break the top fifty. We're we're gonna we're gonna make it though. That Kurt Henning uh Nick Bakwagle match is number Two or three on our most downloaded, which Ooh. is crazy to think because that's an AWA match. No one knows what that is.
2: I was going to say the same thing. That's wild to me. And again, not, not, not knocking you guys. You guys are the best. But it's like, like you say you say Bachwinkle to somebody, and I was like, what? Is that like a mag scientist? Is that a, did, you know, did he make it? <laughs> like, does he work for NASA? Like, you know, like. Nick Bockwinkle. Like, what? Is that Santa
0: Claus's best friend or something? People that have no be idea. Dr., that would be Dr. Nicholas the, Bockwinkle.
1: Yeah. And the only thing I got to attribute it to is, like, no one covers AWA. So, that's, like, maybe yeah, it's you, just, just you
2: it. Think of it that way, too.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, yeah, no, you guys are doing great, great stuff over there. Um, looking to And your wheel, from what I've seen, heard, and, you know, experienced while you guys spin it on the podcast um 100 percent legit it's a wheel ran randomizer and it's chock full of thousands of of professional wrestling matches
1: oh yeah and I, I got 16 more to add to make it 300 so let's go we're oh gonna push gosh. it push a little bit more
0: well let's push right in to this episode then Um uh, this is a highly anticipated card. Uh, we are coming off of Global Wars, which was the weekend prior. Uh, I want to say that nothing exciting happened, but when I say that, it it's a lot of... It's some build for this show, but uh, there's no title changes um, or anything of that nature. So um, we don't have to get too far into that. Uh, but we do want to start with um the pre-show and leading into the show um, we do find out that the IWGP heavyweight championship match that is supposed to be between AJ Styles and Michael Elgin um goes from a one-on-one match to a to a triple threat match um with uh with the Rainmaker himself Kazuchika Okada being added in Um, this was, um, a plan for a while now, uh, watching the lead up to this show. So not surprising, but also there is no chance you're leaving Okada off this card case in point.
2: Uh, None at all.
0: Um, the other idea that they floated around instead of adding him to it. Uh, was to have an impromptu main event with him facing the winner of Styles and Elgin.
2: I, I think they definitely did right with the three-way then.
0: Oh, yeah. Look, 100%. It was, it was the right call. Um, I mean, we've already found out looking at double or nothing from... Um, a few week weeks ago, that when you have Im- Im- impromptu matches for championships, it's not always great.
2: <laughs> Tell me no. about it.
0: Jesus,
1: I mean, Chris Statlander does deserve to beat Jay Corgan. You're not wrong.
2: No, you're uh, not. I, I, I would have done it. To me, you gave it away for free. I would have done it on. Well, I guess technically you didn't give it away for free, but I would have done it. I
1: would have done that on
2: actual live television. But what do I know?
1: Give it some build. Don't just. You didn't need a surprise on a pay per view. There's no not as much impact there. So,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you've already bought it. You know what I'm saying. So at at that point, you're going to see what you're going to see. I would have done it on live television. At least get you a little shot in the arm on some
1: ratings. Or yeah, I don't know. What do we know? We haven't watched wrestling for 30 years
2: mm-hmm. or more. I just started in 2017. No,
1: that's right. Cause nothing existed before then. Who is go. Nick Bockwinkle? <laughs> what is this show? We made this show up. This, this is Nick one we booked in our boom. We, we, we booked this one on the internet, guys. This oh,
0: yeah. Uh, this, is, this is all AI generated <laughs> in 2023. But yeah, so the that was the idea. They definitely made the right decision. And we all know that pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. And pretty girls walk like this, this, this. this here here, here this,
1: he goes. This. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed this, some of this Ring of Honor theme music. Brought, brought me back.
0: Yes. Yes. This is look. I really despise giving Tony Khan my hard-earned nine ninety nine a month, which is why when shows like this are coming up, I have to remember that I that I have to um, resubscribe because Tony Khan has not earned my nine ninety nine a month yet for Honor Club. So you
1: just, you just do like I do. Go to Extreme Wrestling Torrents and download the shows you need. That's it.
0: I know. I should (laughs) don't support him. (laughs) Don't. Uh, Travis is gonna share that link later. Um, it's easy. but But yeah, um, the other kind of behind the scenes things about this card and show, um, I'm kind of giving TNA the kind of kind of the screw job here. Um, it. This was supposed to be TNA spot for like their Brooklyn Cyclones wrestling show, and um, it was supposed to be TNA's biggest domestic gate of the year. Um, but Ring of Honor got it instead. So that's fun. Thank that's God. When, that's when we open up. Um the show here, there's a lot of fuck TNA chants. Uh that, but that's that's kind of where that stems from.
1: Well, that and they fucked over AJ Styles in his last year, two years of being there.
0: Yeah, well,
1: Claire Lynch, the bad This is your baby,
0: AJ. (laughs) It's coming.
1: Is he or not? Is he or is he not dating Dixie Carter? Like, what what the hell is that fucking angle? Oh
0: my gosh. I'm so glad we brought TNA up because we were covering Extreme Rules and I brought TNA, um, what was it, Jeff, in 2007. Do you remember what the show was?
2: No, no idea. Uh,
0: Travis, it was the one where um, Kurt Angle did the – Kurt Angle wrestled three matches.
1: Oh, as no surrender.
0: Yep, that's it. Okay, I knew as soon as you said it, I would would know. The reason it came up is because – we we covered it was it was Alexander Rusev at the time uh, taking on R-Truth and Xavier Woods in a handicap match. And I remember that they are two-thirds of Team Pac-Man.
1: Stop. <laughs> Please stop.
0: <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Team Pac-Man
1: was the worst money they ever spent. I'm sorry. That and Tito Ortiz coming down and being a special ref at Hard Tito Justice Oh Five
2: Ortiz,
1: like that was that was equally as bad. Tito Ortiz, but Pac Man wasn't, even- wasn't even allowed to be touched. Is how bad that was. But he was Correct. a tag champ. But he's a tag champ,
0: exactly. Which is why they brought Xavier Woods in, um, and his name was Rashid Lucius Creed uh, for that, and Thank- then was eventually repackaged.
1: Thank God they changed it to Consequences Creed.
0: At least we got lethal consequences out of it, so I'm fine with it. Um, but that match is memorable for uh, you know pack for for Pacman Jones uh, making it rain dollar bills on Earl on on Earl Hebner uh, oh, when geez. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Earl
1: Hebner probably needed it after he got fired from WWE for selling fake merch. So
0: yeah, well,
1: wrong Hebner died quote me
0: all right um so and then it was um i don't remember what show it was but they ran a vignette um with christopher daniels and he says that he's coming home at best in the world or you know something and um he said he's not coming back alone obviously it's gonna be Frankie Kazarian so he's, we he's don't see Hulk, them
1: he's in a Hulkamania shirt and they blur it or like yep they censor it yep wow
0: strange times are going on here um but we do have the pre-show match it is uh Caprice Coleman going over Adam Page um from what I have read it's a good match I didn't watch it um, before it was the hangman yeah, this is this is future AEW World Heavyweight Champion, guys.
2: Yeah, well, he yeah he's not he's not uh, he's obviously not a hangman here. Um, yeah. Also, too uh, later the second match with Gato and the rest of those boys, he comes out and he's like he's like the ring boy. He's wiping down the ropes and he's got a towel in his hand. He's like a young lion.
0: Yep. This is
2: his. Yeah, this is his. Um. John Deere, you know, like green tights, yellow font, you know, <laughs> cowboy boot wearing. I mean that that was like his gimmick, you know what i'm saying?
1: Back well, in those days, I will tell you some of this security on this show, and I'm putting quotations around security. Do not they're so timid to jump in the ring and do anything? They're afraid they're going to screw up their marks or do something uh-huh. like that. People are like, do we get in there and do the pull apart? And then like one gets in, and then everybody finally gets in, like it. They are so bad. Some of those guys are so bad.
2: hmm Well, at least I won't get in trouble if, if if this person, you know what I mean? If this if this yeah. guy jumps in here.
1: Like it's it's very evident later with Steen and, and Young when they have to separate them. Like it it's bad. They don't jump in there until late.
0: Ah. Well, we do get this kickoff match to start the show. Uh we have uh we have ACH, Matt Taven, and Tommaso Champa taking on the Forever Hooligans. That would be Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero. And their tag team partner, Takaki Watanabe. Oh,
1: Watanabe.
0: Evil. Every villain is lemons. Um, this was this was a Ring of Honor six man opener that, was, that felt like a New Japan six man or multi tag man opener where it wasn't great. It was fine. Nobody looked bad. It was just there.
1: I agree it's with fair. that. Like yeah, Everybody kind of gets their spot to shine. Like Koslov puts on the hat, does the dance kicks. Hey, mm-hmm. Taven's wearing his rascals gear. Kind of. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. The color scheme. Um, Everybody just gets that moment. I mean, ACH. This is before ACH went crazy too. So
0: um, <laughs>
2: he was so good back in the day,
1: man. Yeah, I mean, Ring of Fire even put a DVD out on him. So like, he he had a bright future, and then I don't know what happened to the guy, but he just went off the deep end. But like you said, fine opener, nothing really to write home about. T- to me, I mean, Chompolux with the mohawk or his Tyson kid haircut
0: yeah uh, <laughs> just this just the front part so oh, yeah man.
2: he was like that forever though that's why it's so weird it's so weird just going back and look at looking at him like this you know the sicilian psychopath like it's so weird seeing him like this
1: oh when it when he went to the evolve show he came out the psycho killer and that yeah. was awesome that was the first yeah. time i ever saw chump alive and he was so vicious in that evolved match. I can't even remember who he worked now. Might have been Ethan Page. I think he were Ethan Page and it was a uh, it was a damn good damn good match.
0: Um I this made me remember how how much potential a guy like ACH had. Um mm-hmm. I understand the reason why he left WWE and mm-hmm you know it it i will i will never fully fully understand no but what sorry what
2: what's he doing now like is he not does he not wrestle
0: anymore or um I don't, no the last like, time that i'm looking at is um he was a replacement in mlw for alex shelley but that was last year
1: like he, he bounced around so much after he left WWE and like yeah. he kept putting out these like long, like manifesto things almost like about yes. stuff. And then like some of it, some of it made sense. And then some of it was just like off the deep end stuff. So I was like, I was like, yeah,
0: he's pretty much yeah. committing career suicide right here. Yeah. His last <sighs> match was um last September. It was a six man tag.
1: And
0: Yeah. Um, but he shows flashes in this match and you're like, wow, it's 2014. Um, we're seeing the success that Daniel Bryan is having in a larger fed. Um, and similar, I mean, obviously ACH has a lot more definition, but a lot of the same, I guess, Add. I don't want to say attributes because Brian Danielson is one of the best mat work workers to ever. Do it, but there's a lot of similarities there, and it could have been a, a lot bigger for ACH had not everything went the way that that it did.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I watched a match for Ring of Honor when he had when when um. And Moose was in Ring of Honor, and he wrestled George, uh, George
1: Miles. He wrestled ACH, and man, it was a banger!
2: Boy, it was a banger.
1: Well, that's also that when uh, was it Alberto Del Rio or Alberto El Patron came in? That was one of the guys that he worked with on that Winter Warriors tour. Was was yeah. ACH?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. Um. But um, and and just to. Just to kind of put things into perspective of of where he was going, he would jump he would go from ring of honor in he would leave in 2016, he would take a trip over to New Japan, and then he was in WWE pre pre pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID. June of 2019, he won the breakout tournament and had an NXT championship Mm -hmm. match against Adam Cole. Like that doesn't just happen. Okay. No. I mean, it it just doesn't. And he had a ton of potential and you know things happen the way that they did, but he hits in he hits an Air Jordan in this match, and I'm like, oh, nobody really does that. Even in today's flip, flippy floppy world of professional wrestling, nobody does what he does.
2: No, I remember so- when the first time I seen it live, like I was like, Holy shit. Like it's one of the things where you don't want to miss. And like in a world of, like, flippy and floppy, like, yes, it is, but it's, I don't, like, you don't see him doing it, you know, he wasn't setting up for 25 minutes to do it and all that, yes. but the dude's just an athlete, and he can wrestle, and he's got the other stuff going on, but again, it goes to show you that people are human, we may love them, we may treat them some type of way, they may be our favorite wrestler, but they wrestle, they're just people, you know?
1: Yep. At the end of the day.
0: Yep. Well, we do get the finish. It sees uh Taven hit hit evil uh with the climax and gets the win in just under 10 10 minutes. So that's your typical length for a ring of honor opener. Um it's pretty solid showing from everybody. These these matches always seem to be a sprint. Um, this one seemed to be a little bit more subdued at times, but I think that um, ACH looked great. Um, Romero looked great. Uh, the corner clothesline close gag looked great. It was funny. Um, it was a perfectly fine opener. Yeah. 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 Uh, we get a recap from... From last week, uh, we see the Decade entering Ced- uh, Cedric Alexander after his victory over Roddy Strong at Global Wars. Um, And I guess in kayfabe, that was supposed to be um, Okada's opponent for tonight, which is why in storyline, that's why he is available to be in the world championship match. Dude, and I'm going to tell you right now. Cedric Alexander looks completely
1: different than he does now. Like, like he, he lost all that weight, got defined everything. Like this is, this is young, young Cedric Alexander here. Like yeah. It's he completely different.
0: But we do move on. Uh, we did just talk about Roddy strong. We are talking the decade now uh, being represented by BJ Whitmer and Roddy Strong taking on Gato and Jado of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this is this is a very interesting match because um the promos that the decade would be cutting around this time, um, they're saying that they're the veterans of the Ring of Honor locker room. <laughs> um but then you look across the ring, gate, you know, Gato and Jado, twenty twenty plus years in the business, so mm-hmm. definitely could be a big match for them in terms of at, at least how the fan base would look at them. Um, what What do you guys think of the match, though?
2: Um, I I didn't think it was bad. I mean, again ring of honor style match didn't set your hair on fire but you know it wasn't nothing special but i mean it was it was a good match um i love bj whitmer i just think he's a great heel um he has a punchable face all the stuff yes. he did with uh, uh 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 Kobe carino and all that like if people can rem- remember back that far and then him getting to it with steve carino like oh, all that stuff was so good but yeah just you know a solid match
1: I, I agree with you there. They're like, I just remember watching this and like Jado's chops were like to Roddy Strong were like tear the tear your skin off like he was like hitting them so hard. Um, but like you said, just I, I really do like enjoy Rig of Otters, the tail of the tape, and it shows you how long they've been in the business and their debuts and all that stuff. Because like it said, it shows they've been in a tag team since like the 80s. And then the, here they are wrestling, you know, this fairly newer tag team. Uh, they've both been in the business a while, but it just made you realize the longevity of uh, Jado and Gato, like how they, how long they'd been in the business. It, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's wild to see them on a ring of honor pay-per-view at this time, because it's like, these guys have been around for so long now, like a lot of American fans still didn't know who they were. And here they are getting a shot on a ring of honor pay-per-view. So, and, uh, their teamwork and everything is very yeah. evident in this match. Uh,
2: and they don't look like shit.
1: Oh yeah. Like <laughs> like physically, <laughs> sla- physically slash their work, you know, there, there's a spot where I think Jado's on the ropes and Roddy strong grabs his leg and pulls him off and catches him in a backbreaker. And like, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that spot in a while either. So that, that was pretty cool to see. Um, It it reminds me that you know he was the Messiah of the backbreaker. Yeah, they kind of got away from that in NXT and stuff later on, but yeah, he he could hit him with a backbreaker out of nowhere, and it's just it's just a fun Ring of Honor tag match. Like, not a lot of tag psychology, but a lot of a lot of action.
0: It's crazy to think that Gato is wrestling here. But was also on Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's wild, man. The guy's got longevity, and people don't. He's not one of somebody people talk about a lot, though.
2: Seriously. yeah,
1: yeah. What's this Halloween Havoc ninety seven you speak of? Wrestling didn't start in twenty seventeen.
0: That's right. I'm yeah. th- I'm trying. I'm this is th- this is from the uh, AI generator, courtesy of the wrestling purists. Chat GPT. <laughs> oh yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um does anyone remember who he who he wrestled at that? It's not is it Jericho? It's it's the wizard himself.
1: Yeah, because I can remember that being a big deal because Jericho put that over when he went to New Japan that time. Oh, real Yeah, it. you yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah.
0: Well, this is also the same card that starts off with Yuji nagata ultimo dragon then it goes to jericho gato and then after that is the five-star classic that is ray mysterio jr and eddie guerrero
1: that that that's a great great match if it existed
0: yeah i guess it doesn't because dave Meltzer didn't give it five, five fucking stars fucking scumbag
1: Oh, do you have the Meltzer ratings for the show? I, I know you that.
0: Bet your ass, I do.
1: <laughs> don't do
2: this. Please, please don't do this.
1: It got three and a half stars, probably, but it's been seven stars now. It's fine.
0: Which match?
1: I uh, just later on, but I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah. You, you know, you know how Meltzer grades on the curve now.
0: Um, Well, his bias for the Young Bucks doesn't change in this card, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there um this 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 match is fine um it's a it's a it's a come down match uh you know you have you have your opener uh supposed to get your crowd worked up a little bit you know get them a little bit in a little bit of a frenzy you know you don't want to i mean it's not tony combo booking so you don't have a crackhead behind the behind the headset but it's kind of the ebb and flow of how a pay-per-view should be. You know, it's fine if you have a show and it's like hit, 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 but if there's nothing to breathe and for, for example, we've been to a number of next generation wrestling Tennessee shows and it's literally been banger, 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 banger. But then it's like, in like a 15 minute intermission. So you can catch your fucking breath, mm-hmm. you know? AEW doesn't do that, but I mm-hmm. think this is a great example of people who know how to book professional wrestling, taking taking what you're given with this, and you're like, oh, okay, well, looking at the rest of the card, there's not really a breath to take here, and this doesn't need to go higher than what it is on the card, so it's got to be here, I thought it was a great decision to put this here, seeing as what we have coming up in the next few matches.
1: Well, and and I feel like this match was more about what happened after it than the match yes. itself, mm-hmm. like yeah. the angle that happens afterwards. This is just kind of a precursor to to get that out in front of the masses eventually.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, but Roddy Strong wins it for his for his team. Obviously, um, Ab. After the match, Cedric Alexander uh, runs in, attacks the Decade, uh, security getting in the way, um, and then he runs after Roddy up up the ramp and to the back. And that's it. That ends that. As we transition into our Ring of Honor World Television Championship match, as uh, Jay Lethal, uh, defending his Ring of Honor World Television Championship against uh, the Time Splitter himself, Kushida. Kushida. Um, Kush- it's also Kush- worth Kushida noting in his that, element. Uh, yes. Also, Jay Lethal, I think, in his in his element because he's with the House of Truth still at this point. Um.
2: Um, man. This is my warehouse here. This this Jay Lethal in this house of truth. This whole deal. Yes. Um among the Ring of Honor smart marks, if you will, you know, there was rumblings of like can Jay Lethal be the guy and he's been there forever and can he actually be a heavyweight champion like you know, like again, we love Ring of Honor. I love Ring of Honor, but you know, this wrestling's wrestling. You know, people were still bitching and complaining about Ring of Honor you know inside of ring and Runner and who should do what and who should be booked to do this and booked booked to do that and man Jay Lethal got with the house of truth and people kind of didn't like it at first but it was exactly what he needed um to take him to the next level and you know we'll we'll get to some other stuff later but you now with 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 matches and stars and everything else but the the best in the world 2015 against Jay Briscoe Man, I'm telling you. And I'll never forget, God, it's 4.75 and a quarter and 33 and a third stars. It's somehow not a five-star match. I, I have no idea how, but...
0: Yeah, this was one... Uh, that was one that we did cover on on the pod, and there are sometimes when you look at what Dave Meltzer grades matches, and something is always just missing, and with that match, it has so much involved, so... and it is a little bit of a longer match. However, the storytelling, I think, if we... Don't forget, this is the same guy that gave Hogan Rock at, you know, WrestleMania a fucking three and a quarter, okay? So let's, you know, also fuck Dave Meltzer.
1: Yeah, yeah but here's the thing. Like, Okada and Omega can go an hour plus in the Tokyo Dome and get seven stars, but uh, Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe is just a tad too long. Yeah, but it,
2: if they were if they were having a match <laughs> inside a stadium or directional town street fight match, then it would be a six star match, of course.
0: Seriously,
1: <laughs> anarchy of the uh, was anarchy in the arena. Let's go, guys. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Fuck. Um, at this point in time, though, Kushida is a heavy favorite. Uh, to win the best of the Super Juniors coming up here uh, in... Well, to start in just a few weeks. Um, which, now that I'm looking at it, is absolutely insane. It's crazy to think that this was actually something that happened. But, um, this match and the pace, I'm th- this is fantastic. Just like Jeff, Jeff said, this is this is Jay Lethal being Jay Lethal and Kushida being able to be a New Japan Kushida instead of an NXT Kushida and everything just works perfectly
2: I'm sorry for jumping in here but I I just can't gush enough about Jay Lethal
0: yes
2: I, I understand that the Jay Lethal now that we see on television, that's not really Jay Lethal. He's being I might wasted. Not, yeah, I'm not knocking Jay Lethal. He's he's getting a paycheck. He's wrestling less. I'm sure it's better on his body. But you know, he he listen, he's done enough. But I mean, so that's not really Jay Lethal. No, he can still go, but man, this Jay Lethal here is I just think he has the perfect uh uh like like you said earlier Cod kind of mixture of like he knows when to speed it up he knows when to slow it down he knows when mm-hmm. to, when when to you know to give you a spot when to give you a grapple when to give you a hold like he just knows what to do at all times and i've been saying this for years and years and years now two of the most underweighted wrestlers of all time for me is jay lethal for one and probably macho man randy savage for two and there's a ton of others but Man, I just think Jay Lethal's so good. My yeah. personal opinion.
1: This this right here is showing that Jay Lethal it can be a ring general. He can do anything you need him to do. He can wrestle any style you need him to do uh, and make the match good. Like He can be heel. He can be face. I, I personally like Jay Lethal better as a heel. I think that's when he really found himself. Um, and I really would have liked to have seen Jay Lethal sign with NXT and be in the mix it is now. I think he would have been one of the go to guys for NXT now. um But, you know, he's in AEW doing whatever he's doing. But I feel like he could have been more of this Jay Lethal in NXT than he is being in AEW. But just, I, I agree with you guys. It's just a great match. Like, I, I hadn't seen this since I watched the DVD back in the day. So. I had forgot how good this was. I still hate Truth Martini and his tease tear or whatever he's doing. <laughs> but I get I get why he's doing it. <laughs> he's getting that heel heat, brother. But <laughs> but like this is the Kushida like people wanted in NXT. Like this is the version, and they didn't get it. And is that 2.0's fault? Is that Triple H's Heart's fault? Who knows? But you know, this right here it's just a kind of a masterclass of what a a super juniors or a cruiserweight match could be, uh, when showcased in a, in a bigger light. Like, I mean, this is for a television title. So, um, but it shows how these two guys can go and they, and they prove it right here. Like this is one of the better, better matches of the night.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Had it not been for, uh, maybe two other matches on this card, this would have definitely been a match of the night for me. Um, but it's the it's it's the way that lethal just knows when to be a heel in the ring and this just goes to the technician that he is and to your point the ring the ring general that he is and i hate saying ring general because it reminds me of Samantha Irvin every fucking mon- monday night <laughs> and before that every fucking friday night on smackdown and she fucking annoys the piss out of me <laughs> hey. Don't hey, fucking get me rolling hey, on this. Hey,
2: hey, Travis, hey, hey, your boy kinda got triggered, boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, boy. <laughs> I fucking can't. But and she nails
1: Günther's entrance every time. God, every she, time she nails it.
0: She can go fucking suck Ricochet's dick. I don't do, care.
1: do you? No, nah, she's finger popping his asshole. Sorry, is that too much?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hot sauce. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: I I will say you talk about Lethal being a heel, like I one of the parts of the matches where he's got his foot on Lethal's throat and he's got Martini, you know, Truth Martini taking uh-huh. the pictures on the cell phone. Uh-huh. And yes. he's like he's got his hands out like, hey, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. I love that spot. And it, it was at the right time too. It wasn't hokey, it fit with what they were doing, like it made yeah, sense.
2: He, yeah, and he's he's everything you guys said is correct. And he's just a perfect mixture of... Like, he's not chicken shit. But he also, like... You know, he's not huge as in, like, he can destroy you. You know, he just has the the best balance of heel shit with... I'm better than you. Slash, you know, like, even... Because, like, even MJF has, like, I'm better than you. Get fucked. You know, like, whatever. But Lethal just has a... I, I can't even i can't even explain it. he's just a heel he's just a really 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 good heel he
1: doesn't have to show, tell you how good he is he's gonna show you how good he is
2: yeah and they just boo him you know like oh he is good man fuck this guy like you know like it's it's kind of that it's that like he is he is what he says he is and that's why that's actually why we don't like him. you know
1: well it's like little things in the match too where he would like he would counter something and then he would tell Kushida to come on. Like, I know, I know you're about to do something. So just just come on here. Like, like little things like that he did throughout the match. Yeah. We're were were great.
2: And we're we're gushing over Jay Lethal, but by God, he is wrestling Kushida. So let's not let's, let's not disrespect no. Kushida. <laughs> he's he's, no. he's amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. He is. It helps um, it, it
2: also helps when you wrestle him. So there's that, but
0: Look. Look, it's it's two guys that get it. Okay? They know what their role is within this match and they go ahead and play it. You have mm-hmm. Jay Lethal being the heel that he's supposed to be and he's slowing down the pace. And that's what you do to beat a guy like Kushida. But then when Kushida starts to pick the pace up, you have a guy like Jay Lethal that can keep up with him Mm -hmm. but the real thing that I liked about what Kushida's kind of approach was to this match was like it looked like that he had actually scouted Mm -hmm. like what you know Jay Lethal has been doing and there were some counters to that but then there were points in this match where he's trying to like steal moves and it, it was it's I think this is an underappreciated match. This is, this is one of the better television title matches. I think that we've covered and that I've seen.
1: Well, you talk about counters. There's like the one where Jay lethal like goes for uh, the, the, he goes for the, the handstand into the ropes and Kushida catches him with a drop kick and kicks him out of the ropes. And then he does the senton off the top rope. But like, he did counters like like you said throughout the match like that, but that one stuck out in my mind because he was he's going for the handstand and he just like hit him with a a, a drop kick to the face as he was flipping over. <clears throat> so it was it was pretty damn cool.
2: Another thing I love too with the Ring of Honor is that their titles have always meant something. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the TV title has actually always been like an old like the act like a real old school TV title, as in like the working man's title. You know, the TV title usually is a guy that's on the up and up. You know, he's wrestling here and there and everywhere, all comers. He's putting in matches like this. That's why I didn't like when, like, AEW, like, oh, we have a TV title. And then when they merge at Ring of Honor, it was like, oh, we're well, not Ring of Honor. Like, yeah, but Ring of Honor's TV title has so much more weight than anything you guys have. And, Later, you know, we'll get into guy. Well, he's he's the first heavyweight champ. Spoiler, first heavyweight champion TV title champion, Jay Lethal is. But it just goes to show you that on top of everything that they were doing in the ring and psychology, this and that, that their titles actually meant something as well. But,
1: Isn't Jay Lethal the longest reigning TV
0: champion? Yes. Goddamn yeah, right he is. So. Yeah. Uh, this is during his 567-day Rain. Yeah. Uh because he won it because he won it from Champa at Super Card of Honor. Do we cover that? No, that's in wait, no, that's in LA. Did we cover this one? Yeah, and
2: then and then no, we um... didn't
0: we didn't cover this one, but yeah, that was a that was a two out of three falls match, which finished the way that some two out of three falls should fucking finish. A clean sweep.
1: Yep. It yep. doesn't yep. always
0: have to be one one apiece. Shit's fucking annoying.
1: Some a guy can dominate. A guy can sneak one. Like it does. Like you said, it does not have to be one-one and then the decisive third fall. Like that's the played-out version of it. You know that I feel like they feel like is the formula, but you don't have to do that.
2: Well, it, it's just a trope. Yep. It, it's just like um, when you have, you know, an Ironman match, someone can win. You don't always have to go to extra time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that's mind-blowing but to me
1: to me it's better when there's like the heel has the lead and the baby face is trying to come back and then he may come back but like he's he's fighting underneath that that adds more drama throughout the whole match and instead of it being tied the whole time
2: travis can, don't travis don't be out here giving out wrestling secrets what are you trying to sorry, do sorry sorry
1: <laughs> i read that online somewhere message board yeah
2: yeah, yeah. I forbid we do a hot tag correct around here.
1: <laughs> oh, we get one later. <laughs> do we ever.
0: <laughs> so to wrap this up, Kushida goes for the uh, Tajiri style um, backhand, handspring elbow, eats a super kick, get a lethal injection. Uh, Jay Lethal wins. This match goes 11 and a half minutes, and it doesn't feel like it, which is which is a good thing we would get it's Jay- constant
1: non-stop action. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just I mean <laughs> there's not a lull period really in this match.
0: Total non-stop action.
1: Jeez, <laughs> oh, here he so goes what you
0: did there. And uh, don't get me started on some on some on some TNA. But uh but yeah Jay Lethal would go on he would continue the world television title reign and then next year at this point for best in the world, Jeff already alluded to it. We've covered it. Um Battle of the Belts with him and Jay Briscoe where Jay Lethal would win. Um there was that. And then Kushida is back to Japan. He's gonna do best, uh he's gonna do best of the super juniors. Um he would tie first in a block, um, and then he would get to the finals and lose to Ricochet.
1: That's probably a hell of a match that I need um, to probably look up.
0: Yeah, you should probably add that to the um mm-hmm. to the old wheel there. Um also semifinalists in this year's um uh, one would one one would be everybody's favorite player coach. Taguchi. And then oh. yeah. Was, yeah. And then the other one is the other one is Jeff's favorite.
2: Well, I have a couple, so give give it to me.
0: Ah, uh, well, he's the only one that sings as well as anyone else. Oh, um, oh
2: man, put some respect to my on my man Tai Chi's name. Okay? <laughs> Come on now.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great, Tai Tai Chi. Um, he is one of just five five guys now, so.
2: God, rem- remember last year, year before last. Remember he was like top of the block and the G one, him and Sonata, and I was like,
0: yes, it's it's happening, and then it didn't happen, <laughs> and, and, and then it didn't happen, <laughs> it didn't happen at all. It, it didn't happen. Um, let's see, it wasn't last year? Was it twenty twenty one? No, I was like,
2: yet. yes, they're going to do it with Sonata. I was wrong.
0: Wait, where is, where is he? might be is it 2019 now i mean
1: I, I, j- just to touch on this i miss streamers in wrestling yeah this is back when streamers meant something they weren't just a constant prop all the time
2: a token um yeah gesture
0: 2017 years in blockade. maybe it was maybe it was the g1 maybe he was in the g1 and we thought he was gonna fi- finally win it
2: I yeah yeah that's that's I mean. you know. yeah. that's
0: what i mean oh. G- Yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah, no no it, it was a g1 well
2: again at some point again I, you know whenever during the g1 he was top of the block and top of his block naito i mean um tai chi was and so was sonata but i want to say i had to wait i think that's when i think that's a year of bushi one
0: yeah which one shit well, well that year he got six points. It's see, now blood. I have to find the the aw bound. Um wasn't that you see, I'm 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 really fixated on this now because Tai Chi is Jeff's guy, and the first time I saw him, I was like, the fuck is this guy?
2: Well, he's my guy he's because good. like I shouldn't like him, but I do, so he's my guy. Was it 2018? No, he ain't Zanata. He ain't that Jack. He ain't Okada, obviously.
0: Okada, yeah. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not wasting any more time on Thai fucking cheese. Whoa, whoa. It's 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 not a bump on him. I just didn't want to look for it anymore. I got annoyed because I couldn't find it. But it's more me problem, I guess. Uh, Moving on. Um, up next is uh, is uh, Bullet Club, uh, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson defending their IWGP Tag Team Championships against Jay and Mark the Briscoes. Ch- Chunky Carl like that.
2: Oh, at that. That boy Carl yeah. was looking. That boy Carl was looking like a third member of the Bruisers. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. The bouncers, <laughs>
0: husky, husky. At yeah. This point. yeah, yeah, Hus- yeah. Husky Harris.
2: Well, it's funny, but like that's how you kind of like back in the day when guys started getting. Remember when when guys start getting in shape, you're like, oh, are they going to the E? You know, they yep. start getting in. They start getting in shape, shape, shape.
1: Oh, yeah. a, that contract might be up. This is this is uh, G one Carl Anderson.
0: This is this is it, when did he make the finals? Of The G one oh my gosh um let's see I want to say it was he 2010s. always talks <laughs> about it
1: he always talks about it.
0: <laughs> it had to be bad
1: intentions this was when they were wearing that stupid like stupid like face paint in their promo pictures though I was like
0: that's yeah yeah. yeah.
1: this is back when the bullet club was also m- meant something as well they were a serious uh, well, yeah.
2: threat to stuff. well I I remember guys wearing bullet club shirts that like didn't watch wrestling. They just some people thought it was like a, a, a uh, you know, like gun military. Yeah. Yeah. Like military <laughs> gun club. Like I'll never, again, I'll never forget being, was I in Costco? I was like somewhere. And some guy had a bullet club shirt on and I'm like, "Yeah, bullet club." And like I did the thing and he looked at me like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? And I was like, "Oh, you don't watch too, wrestling," too I guess. Well, th- no, no, but th- that's what I'm saying. I too. I put the too sweet up, you know what I'm saying? And like he had the shirt on, he was looking like, "What the fuck is going on?" I was like, "Oh, you don't actually watch wrestling." Okay, well, I guess that's what I get also too, for being weird. Sorry, bud. But <laughs> but you know,
0: the world we live in. Uh, so it was 2012 where Carl Anderson uh, finished at the top of Block A, um, wrestled the winner of Block B. That'd be Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. Yep, Okada. Um, 10 we years have ago. death, death tax. Eleven Kazuchika years ago, Okada. It's just the way the just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, 2014. We're gonna need to cover that. But anyway. Um... This match suffers from Jay Lethal Kushida. I think the crowd yeah,
1: they, was. They try hard though to get them into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. they really do. It's,
2: it's it's not a bad match, but like you said, you 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 gotta someone's gotta wrestle after that match, and by God, they just happen to be there.
0: This is, this is the match looking at everything that comes after this. This is the, this, this is the only thing that could go here.
2: That's yeah, that's fair.
1: And It's like Jeff said, it's not a bad match. I mean, no. they, do, they do do a lot of brawling and stuff outside. Like it's, it's more of like trying to get, get people involved in it. But I always feel like you talk about underrated people. I feel like the Briscoes as a tag team is severely underrated everywhere outside of ring of honor, Like uh, ring of honor honor you know they're the, the the men but like they're never discussed really in top tag teams or anything like that <laughs> if you watch their body of work they definitely deserve to be in that top five top 10 tag teams of all time conversation they just weren't on the main stage for more people could see them but i watched some of the crockett cup and that was phenomenal seeing them in lot in person and and that's that was just a couple of years ago And they could still go like they're going in this match right here. Granted, with less hair for Mark.
2: Yeah, and that's the bit. They've been a really good tag team for a long time. It's just that a lot of people didn't know it. So that's why when – I don't want to dive into it too much because I'll be on it for two hours. But, you know, you start talking, like you said, Travis, this tag team and that tag team and this tag team and that tag team. It's like there's a whole part of the world that has no idea who the briscoes mm-hmm. are, you know. L- l- let alone the original well, I don't want to say the original briscoes, but the real Briscoe Brothers before you even get to the Ring of Honor Briscoe Brothers, you know. But yeah. yes.
1: Like and this right here's a dream match essentially between the two top tag teams in both of the organizations really cuz I yeah. mean a- Anderson and Gallo, is what you want to call them. They were they were uh they were red hot. On- they were red hot on top of the world. They had the, they had the bullet club behind them and Gallows filled right in for Albert Giant Bernard, whatever in that spot and mm-hmm. continued right on rolling. And, uh, they just, they just, those two guys just fit. Like they had the same personality. Their moves always look good. Like it just, I don't know. I've always been, a, uh, Anderson and Gallows mark too, just because I feel like they're underrated as well. Yeah, and their WWE run has always either been snake bit by something like this last one with AJ's injury, but they they deserve better than what they've got in the last couple of runs they've had in the 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 E.
0: Agreed. Yeah, this is they so they don't waste too much time in this match, like going for like a like a quote unquote conventional style of a tag team match. Um, everybody gets their spots in. It's a fine match. It's just nothing that's going to blow your socks off. Mm-hmm. Um obviously Bullet Club are going to retain here. Nothing too spectacular about it. Um uh, Magic Killer on Mark gets them the it, win and the retain.
1: It honestly feels like they're holding a little bit back like they're going to do some more, you know, like yeah. You know, we're we're going to keep this up because it's 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 a dream it's a dream feud, but and and one other thing, man, just the way the Hammerstein ballroom looks with this setup is tremendous. Like, it's just it it's a wrestling building, whether they want to say it or not. Like it just looks great with a ring yes. in the middle of it and a spotlight on it. And the fans mm-hmm. all surrounding it from streamers. above and every angle. It's and just
2: great. You said the streamers on top of it and it's just it's a wrestling wet dream. It
1: really is. It's a great
0: place. Man. Well, speaking of great, speaking of places, speaking of guys that deserve the spotlight here, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Steen.
1: Mm. Oh my God. I, I don't know what you could say about this. This is prime Shinsuke Nakamura and prime, prime Kevin Steen. Like this is a dream. match. I mean, even commentary says this is a dream match and just like, Everything they do, even the little comedy spots like where Kevin Steen Moonwalks and Jinske does his stuff, like it all fits. The crowd eats it up. It's the perfect match to go into intermission on. Like it is just that damn good. And it's a shame that these two have it touched more in WWE because they could they could do some more of this probably. But this this right here is like prime Nakamura. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, this this to me is neck and neck with the main event for my match of the night. Like, I, I just, I really enjoyed the hell out of this match.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, God, I don't want to say there's pillars of Ring of Honor, but,
0: oh, fuck uh, you.
2: But Steen is just, <laughs> Steen is just homegrown and he's great and he's. <sighs> This is why wrestling, this is why these Ring of Honor guys mean so much to people and mean so much to pro wrestling. Guys like Steen, Punk, Danielson, Nigel, Generico. Generico, Those were, you know, if someone's your guy, there's your guy. You know, they're your guy. Even now, I still find, I still, it still blows my mind that, you know, you look at Sammy, like in the whole run that he just had, and, you know, you watch him at Ring of Honor, just killing himself you watch like when steen first came up and he beat when he went over cena you're like no shit like kevin steen just went over john ring of honor's kevin steen you know what i'm saying kevin owens just went over john cena yeah i yeah, i would have never you know i would have bet all the money i've ever made ever going to make that'll never happen he'll never be in wwe cuz this is a time period where these guys weren't going any to to WWE. They just weren't. You know, they weren't taking indie guys. You know, just like Punk, they took Punk, and you thought same thing. No way, you're not going to do anything with them. Blah, blah blah blah. But yeah, he's a staple to Ring of Honor. Like Travis said, this is this is an actual dream match. This to me, this kind of has not the same vibes. This kind of has like Joe Kobayashi to me. Um, it's not on that level, but it's on that level of like you're watching these two guys wrestle thinking like, man, I never see- I never thought I'd see these guys wrestle. No,
1: um, And and th- and that's what these shows like are supposed to be. Like, f- fuck Forbidden Door and what they try to do with that. But like, th- this is what this show is supposed to be. Dream matches, uh, not necessarily have a huge angle going into it, but just two guys that want to win compete. Like, you don't have to make it yeah. that hard. Mm-hmm. Like just put your stars against each other and, and make it work. Yeah. It's, it's,
2: it's like modern, like I said before, it's like modern territory wrestling, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's good. It's 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 like those
1: old super card magazines. Like this is it. This is a super card. Like what you would, you would book for this. And it's like this right here is the epitome of that. Two of your biggest stars going at it just to prove who's the better the better guy for their organization, really. That's something they they keep putting over on commentary is how many wins Ring of Honor has, how many wins wins, uh, ROH has, and Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. They make it feel like a big deal.
2: It's exactly what you said, two guys trying to compete. You don't have to know, like, you don't have to, well, they wrestled in this place 10 years ago, and now this person's trying to get that win back. No, 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 no. They're just two professional wrestlers, like you said, Travis, trying to win, trying to compete, trying to outdo the other. Sometimes mm-hmm. wrestling's literally that simple.
1: That's it. And this this crowd right here loved every minute of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is one of those matches where going spot for spot, move for move, isn't gonna do anything justice. This is a match you have to see.
1: Um, oh, well, we got added to the list after I watched it again. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this, is, this match is going on there. Um,
0: yeah, obviously, Nakamura wins Beaumont City. Um, this, like, like I said, it what did you think of the runtime? Because while I do appreciate that none of these matches on this card are overstaying their welcome, I mm. I would have liked to see a couple more minutes of this match to kind of to kind of build a little bit more.
1: I, I have a match later on that I felt like deserved more time. Um but I, I felt like they could have added a couple more minutes to this match and no one would have thought the wiser on it. I think um everybody was just in, invested in it. I mean, but, but they got in everything they, they pretty much needed to get in, I think. So, I mean, even without the extra couple of minutes, I think they did with best what they had on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested and uh, you don't have to tell
2: me now, but I'm interested in what Travis just said. Cause I also have a match later on the card. I think um, should have got more time. So I'm interested to see where it maybe me and Travis are on the same page. But uh I thought God that this I mean I thought it I thought it was not perfect, but I mean I thought it was you know how times go. People are time snobs. Yeah. If it's easy if if they'd gone five more minutes, we'd have said too long. Not we, but people would say it's too long. If they'd have went five minutes shorter, like oh it wasn't it wasn't enough,
1: you know. This yeah. I want to know what Meltzer gave this one.
0: Pulling it up. This is a three and three quarter stars. What? yeah <laughs> the <laughs> fuck get
1: that's, out of here
2: that's that's what i'm travis like that's what i'm saying for the guy like again uh, he, he used to be the champion of like taking hokey shit down a peg like you know what i'm saying like hey this is bullshit it's not that good and he used to ride hard like that and back in these times and back in these times you're like oh okay but then now come full circle and you see all the stuff now you're like This is crazy. It's it's lunacy.
1: It's absolute lunacy. This match right now on AEW would be a five and a half six star match. In I don't even I don't know how it gives it a three and a three quarter star. Like three
2: and three quarters.
0: That is fucking ridiculous. Um, this is also not even in the top three or four highest rated matches on this card. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. I um, guess
1: Young Books and Red Dragon probably get the highest rating. Correct. Or the triple threat.
0: Also correct. The other two, <laughs> um, well, I guess it's a, guess it's a tie between Jay Lethal, Kushida, and then Cole Liker later, but.
2: What did Jay Lethal and Kushida get?
0: Uh, they also got uh, three, three and three quarters. Yep. <sighs> Stupid, right? Real fucking dumb.
1: I agree. Real, real damn dumb. So, so this, so this, so this isn't,
2: this isn't even a four-star match. No, no. Nope. Okay. 4.75. Okay.
0: So after the match, uh, yeah. Kevin seen you guys, a microphone says he loves ring ring of honor, but also admits that he isn't happy being here. Um, if his job is to continuously lose all his big matches. And then he's saying he needs to step away, but before he can formally say it, Silas Young, the last real man comes out.
2: I was going to say, have some respect
1: in his G-Co uh, jeans.
0: Look, Jeff and I <laughs> saw <laughs> him. 30. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Jeff a and different I saw time back him then. at the, at um, the Chris Keith produced UE, UEW show. And, Solid Young, you know he's a you know he's the last real man, because he's standing in the doorway in full shot, like anybody in the anyone in his bingo hall could see him, and he's just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> no,
1: after, no fucks given. After
0: zero, match, zero fucks given. Yeah,
2: yeah. After his match, he got the ring. And was like, man, give me an ice cold cigarette. <laughs> 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 and I was there for it. I was like, "Damn it, he's the last real man."
0: He, he is.
2: And if you have any problem with it, he'll ask the boys. So he'll he turn them into men.
0: The boys. Um. Yeah. So he pretty much calls him a pussy. Um. For wanting to, you know, to step away. Um. Uh, it leads to a brawl. Security guys try and stop it. Um uh then we get a, a Steenton ton bomb. It's not exactly a Shanton bomb, but it's close enough. Um oh, onto geez. all the security guards, and Silas Young walks away. Yep. Um also just for note, Silas Young rips a couple of champions in this. Um, he definitely calls Adam Cole a lady boy. Oh, yeah, he says some things that are not PC, bro. <laughs> not not, not in 2023, no. Mm-mm.
1: He said something no. about the Young Bucks, too. I can't remember exactly what he yeah. calls them. Yeah. But he calls them something too. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Then we get intermission, which is Pretty good timing, I want to say. Um, I actually forgot this had an intermission to it. I've had
1: uh, Danielson and Liger in their intermission match. Mm-mm. They showed that. Yeah. that's was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, we get the announcement that um, Adam Cole and Michael Elgin will headline Best in the World. And then we lead into the – oh, wait, sorry um, – this would actually be one of Kevin Steen's last appearances in Ring of Honor as this would eventually, this was on the 17th. So, yeah, Um this would lead into him officially announcing that he's leaving. It would be, he went on to defeat Silas Young at Best in the World 2014. He finished up July 19. And then signed with NXT in August
2: wild, wild world man it was a wild world
1: and it's hard to believe that's almost been 10 years ago now
0: yeah, yeah hard man.
1: to believe man
0: fucking crazy ah, couldn't move on without sharing that but we move on to go ace Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, taking on Mikey Bennett, obviously with Maria Kanellis, still a, still a smoke show to this day. Ugh, talk about a waste of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hey,
1: at least Todd Sinclair got to kiss Maria in this match. Uh yeah, my dad's
0: a lucky son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you didn't you didn't like this one, Cod?
0: Um. I I'm really on the fence about it because I feel like we could have done more. We we could have done something more with with Tana than just to put him in a match with Mikey Bennett. That's fair. I uh, well I I think if I think if you're having a show where the best from Ring of Honor are squaring off with the best of New Japan. And you have go Ace, and you're like, oh wow, who do we who do we put in a singles match with him? Gosh, there's so many choices. Mike Bennett.
1: I get what they were doing because they're trying to make Mike Bennett into like their legend killer, yeah, kind of thing. Because like even the promo before he talks about how he beat Lance Storm and you know yeah. stuff like that. So they're Good trying match, by to. The make him that legend killer i think if we didn't know what happened to mike bennett now it probably wouldn't be as a big a deal because back then they were trying to make him into a next big thing next big star for them so i could see why they did it but i kind of agree with you that he could have had a bigger match on this card a bigger a bigger spot um but i i didn't hate the match i thought it was serviceable i I I thought that they they used Maria a little too much for what they yes. could have done like they could have it could have been more of a match um if anything that this is probably my least favorite match on the card but I still didn't hate it if if that makes any sense at all
2: It does.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I love this match.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh
2: just because I'll I'll give you my thought process. So I just went into it, uh, you know, looking at the card like, oh, okay, well, Tanahashi versus Mikey Bennett, you know. And I just thought the wrestling, you know, I guess I had already predisposed, you know, my thinking and everything else. I just thought it was, it was just way better than I Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be. So maybe that's, you know, where I'm going with it now. Yes. I mean, obviously I don't like Maria being used. I don't mind her. I don't mind her being used. But yeah, used her too much or, you know, whatever, whatever. But I when it was all said and done, I was like, damn, like that was that was better than I thought it was gonna be. It was way actually, way better than actually than I thought it was gonna be. Um I also think some of that too is, you know, you're almost ten years ago and man, boy Tanahashi looks a hell of a lot different here than he does now. No and, I'm not, no. and I'm not knocking on like you know, time comes to everybody. I man can't wrestle forever, he can't be on top forever. So maybe some of it's that, but man, I just thought he looked oh. really good. Um, you know, so I enjoyed some of the shenanigans. You know, um, Cod's dad got one put right on the got one put on the kisser for him. You know what I mean? From yeah, he actually got two, but wow! Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it again. Like 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 Travis said, not you know, not the best match on the card. You know, but. Again, I fin after the match was over, I was like, wow, that was better than I thought, at least.
1: No. I got a quick question. They 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 add Nigel to commentary after the intermission. Good or better or worse? Worse. I actually like it better because I feel like he filled in the lulls between the other two. Because at the beginning of the show, I didn't feel like Carino and Kelly were like Clicking as much, and mm-hmm. then they put Nigel in there, and I feel like he kept
0: he kept them kind of on
1: point. Maybe.
0: So me. what I can say to that, and the reason why I thought it got better is I I agree he filled in the lulls, but that's because it's only been Nigel and Kevin Kelly for at least a little while now, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like Steve Steve Carino was a mainstay at you know the commentary desk, so. It's not like you can just throw any any, you know, fucking fucking Jamuk in there and he can just shoot shoot the shit about pro, pro wrestling with Kevin Kelly and be a great commentator. You know, so I
1: feel I feel like Corito threw Kelly off sometimes. Like Kelly yeah. didn't know what to say. It was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Why are you talking about this? Like he talks about how his girlfriend is like was two months old or something, and he was sixteen getting his car and then like Kelly's just sitting there like uh what, well, what do i say to this
2: well because carino's like a loose cannon there's a couple of times where he says some shit and you're like what you know so yeah 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 you're you're definitely right but again uh, 2014 is you can say and do a lot of things differently than you can do now boy
1: i will yeah. say for carino for carino though he had a lot of information about like japanese culture legends yeah. stuff oh, and they even talking yeah. about how he had been on like 79 tours of Japan and stuff, so yeah, it, I I felt like Nigel definitely Nigel and, and Kevin Kelly clicked better than Steve Carino yeah. and yeah. Kevin Kelly.
2: I'm a Carino guy, too, by the way. Love me some Carino yeah. ECW. I've been seeing it for years. Steve Carino is low key, the low key CM Punk
1: 1.0. He's another underrated guy that doesn't get enough talk.
2: That uh, guy, a, a time in ECW where either like loved him well him and just incredible You either loved him or you know you want to just punch him in the face repeatedly
0: fuck just incredible
1: <laughs> i do to tell you man forever
0: fuck that fuck that jock strap wearing wearing <laughs> motherfucker the motherfucker still owes still owes us money by the way
2: oh i'll do
1: he'll send you a copy of his uh book son be all
0: right no bullshit will fucking put his fucking poor ass on blast <laughs> listen listen <laughs> we paid him money for two hours of interview uh, time here We're we like, go Yeah, you know we'll get it to you then he sends me this fucking sob sob story of oh well i can't afford dinner and all this can you send it now i'm like okay fine i'll front it the guys will send me money and we'll get it figured out so, the day of, day of the interview comes, and we get him for about 30 minutes instead of two hours, maybe 45 minutes. And he's like, oh, I've really got to go. I'm sorry. You know, we're like, oh, yeah, it's great having you, whatever. And I guess his kid had, a, had an appointment, but I'm like, it's fucking 830 at night.
1: Or did he I, have an appointment with a crackpot?
0: I'm thinking that's what it was, but (laughs) (laughs) my thing here is if somebody pays you for services and it's, say, two hours, okay, and you only work for 45 minutes, that means you're that, that, that in my eyes means that you're stealing from people, okay? I agree. So
1: I don't, I don't,
0: I don't fucking want him to right the wrongs in the sense of come back on and we'll keep talking. I just want you to give me my fucking money back that you stole from us so that I don't have to deal with you ever again. And fuck this shit because because he fucked Grim over too, um from like Grimm's toy, Grimm's toy show. I talked to him about it, and he was like, yeah, we were supposed to have him for, like, all three days of, like, this event, whatever the fuck they were doing. And no, he got paid in advance, no-showed all three days. And Justin Incredible is a scumbag fucking piece of shit. And I swear to God, <laughs> if I ever see him at a fucking convention or show, he better watch his fucking ass. <laughs> Don't bring up. <laughs> Uh, don't bring up Samantha
1: Irvin. Don't bring up PJ Polacco. Don't bring up Chris <laughs> Keith. <laughs> mm.
0: In the grand scheme of things, Samantha Irvin is is not even close to the scumbag list. She's just fucking annoying. But like Chris or Keith, Dominic,
1: old the, school Dominic look, Mysterio, old
0: school Dominic Mysterio. Look, mm-hmm. I will say the one thing that Chris Keith and fucking PJ Polacco have, have in common they both like to steal money from people. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh I, man! I, I fucking,
2: got caught over here on hard times, Daddy.
0: Hard fucking times, and I tell you what, it felt real good. It yeah. felt real fucking good All because right. look. So we went through a phase, and we're gonna. And I'm gonna sub the show a little longer. So we were, so when, you know, the pandemic, you know, was in full force here in America and people, and it was, and it was Ring of Honor that was like, yeah, go and do interviews with the fans, keep up, you know, phases up. That was great. You know, we got to talk to guys, you know, like the bouncers. We got to talk to Caprice, got to talk to Rickabani, Kerry, Carrie, Carrie Silkin. Although really sad and it kind of hit me in my ego a little bit the next live show we went to Carrie was shaking hands, kissing babies out in the uh, the lobby and we're like hey you probably don't remember us you know uh we you know had you on for an interview uh during you know, the pandemic he's like oh yeah that was cool and <laughs> i can see the fucking thou- thousand yard stare and well, i remember him being just blitzed out of his mind for that well,
2: I- <sighs> I was hearing to say to be fair to him, he, he wasn't he
0: wasn't feeling any pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he really, he really wasn't. He but wasn't. we but we paid like um Camille to come on for a little while. And she actually went over her time that she was you know agreed upon, and the night and one of the one of the nicest people I think we've talked to, um wouldn't wouldn't bury his soul. Okay. So you know, when 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 you pay to speak and to work with talent, the expectation in full circle there is for you in in turn to do what you're being paid paid to do. So whether no. it's in whether it's you know interview work working etc., just fucking do it. Or if not, fucking work some something out. I, Agreed. I. But yeah, those two were on the scumbag list. Watch your fucking backs. Crispy's <laughs> a fucking shitty wrestler. Okay, um, Hannah wins with a high fly flow. Never a doubt. Never, never a doubt. Um, but there is uh, because we were talking about how Todd Sinclair. Um, is getting kisses from Maria. Um, Mike M- Mikey Bennett hits a pile driver, which, um, for the record, is banned by Ring of Honor at this time. Yep.
1: They brought that up on the commentary.
0: Yeah. I thought that was very interesting.
1: Hey, hey, tie into uh, wrestling recommendations. The pile driver is also banned in uh, the uh, Art bar and Eddie Guerrero versus uh uh Santo and Octagon match, and they hit two of them
0: with the ref's back turned. Oh. Wow. Even if the ref was looking, I mean it could have just been referee's discretion, but who knows? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we head in to the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. Uh, we have the current champions, the Young Bucks, taking on taking on Red Dragon. That would be uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and Tom Lawler in their corner. In, yep. interestingly enough, um, this is uh, this is an anticipated rematch. They had a match at an event called Raising the Bar Night Two earlier in the year. Um, the young bucks won the title from Red Dragon. They were they were they were upset. Used uh, cast. Yep. And uh, so now we have Tom Lawler in our corner because they had been training with him, and here we are. Uh, so, what did you guys think of uh, this one? Let, let Jeff take the wheel on this one. Oh, yeah, take the, the you, wheel. Got, you guys are
2: trying to work me up. Um,
0: I can't really I mean, get worked up anymore, so just take it.
2: I mean, it, this it's not a bad match, but again, if you're watching it in through the 2014 lens, then okay, it's fine. Could be, be because it is. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, now basing it on your 2023 eyes, I mean, if you've seen one of these matches, you've seen them all. Um. The young bucks are doing young buck things. Red Dragon's great. It's just your typical spotty young bucks match. I mean, it's just right. I mean, am I missing something here? Or again, by no means is it a bad match. But you've just seen this a million times. This is their bit. This this is what they do.
1: No, no, I agree. You hit that right on the head. Like, if you've seen the young Bucks spots, you've seen them. Like, you're not seeing anything new maybe at this time it wasn't you know as overdone but I, i'll be right honest with you red dragon is is fucking phenomenal i love them uh they're the mat the moves the counters everything like they can wrestle anyone and make it look fucking good i yep. will say bobby fish almost ate shit when he did like was like a top rope power bomb or something like he slipped he's I, yeah I thought, yeah uh, that, that was yep. scary but Like they, they have a a way of making everything just look believable and I love it. I think, I think they're, they're underrated as a tag team as well, but like their stuff in this era, put everybody kind of on that map. They could go with anybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And
1: it's exactly what you said.
2: They look they look like they're really trying to hurt everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean that like in a good way. I don't mean like, you know, Well, you get what I'm saying. Like they just look like they want to
1: punish and hurt and maim and hurt everybody. Here's the thing also about Red Dragon. They look like they're actually trying to wrestle. They're not doing spots like flippy cutters or leg flip leg drop uh sidewinders that the smoking guns did like these guys yeah. are actually doing like suplexes and submissions and manipulating limbs and they're they're fucking working they're not just doing yeah. spots
0: mm-hmm. That would be pro wrestling you know and the only the only negative I have about this match is the fucking false finishes Ugh.
1: Oh, that's a I young mean... buck staple though that's you gotta have, you gotta have like a hundred.
2: That's a young bucks match. match.
1: You gotta have a hundred false finishes, guys, or it doesn't matter. It's not real wrestling. Every yeah, match I has guess. to be steamboat and macho man from WrestleMania three.
0: You're right. Um, Matt Jackson taps out, and we have new tag champs. It's all good. a little bitch. Um, I don't. I, I. don't really have a lot to say for this because there's a lot of look. Th- and and it's exactly what Jeff said. This is this is this is a Young Bucks match. It's a Young Bucks match with big stakes with about two thirds of the time.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's it. That's,
0: that's it. Le- it's legitimately it. I, I. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Up next, it is uh, what was one of my most anticipated matches coming in to watching this. It is Ring of Honor World Champion Adam Cole, baby, taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. (sighs) Yeah. I love me some Liger. Um, Jeff, you've earned this. What did you think of um, the match with Cole and Liger?
2: Um, I thought it was great. Uh, in a world where this card was super... Uh, you, you just you have a mixture of everything. Yeah, I actually thought the pace in this was actually a little bit slower than... um, You know, th- th- than I kind of thought it was going to be. But yeah, I mean, Liger... I mean Liger's Liger. The dude's a fucking legend. It's absolutely crazy on what he can and can't do, and who he had has and haven't. Ha- well, who he's has wrestled It's just it's just wild. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm sure too. If you're if you're, um, God bless Adam Cole. I mean, who doesn't want to have I wrestled Liger in my in my bag you know in my belt you know a notch to my belt when you're, you're looking back but yeah i i i enjoyed this match i mean you know you obviously know Liger's not going to go over you know i'm like you do damn well he's not going to go over but um what we say on this show a lot is so with pro wrestling you can know the outcome um if it's done correctly and i, I thought this was done correctly
1: this is the match I thought deserved an extra few minutes. Yeah. This is the one, like the finish kind of came mm-hmm. quickly and out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I get the figure four he's been using as a finisher, but like it hadn't really been any, I felt like build up to that point. So I, I felt like this match needed that extra three, four minutes, maybe build to that, you know, um, this is the one that I was talking about earlier, um, they could have shaved a few minutes off the young bucks flippy shit and gave it to this match, and it would have been just a little bit better than it was. But it, I mean, it's a great match. It's Liger, that fucking entrance video and hype video with all the mm-hmm. flashback stuff, Ring of Honor did great with that. And then just this song is <laughs> tremendous. It's um, yeah, it's just catchy. Uh, I can't do it, but it, it, it's catchy.
0: It's, just, it's that
2: yeah
1: but it's just it's this new Japan stuff and it, it's great but um I enjoyed this match I thought it was I thought it was good but I felt like it, it needed a little bit more time especially with it being for the ROH world title I felt like it deserved maybe an extra 3-4 minutes and you could have got a little bit more out of it
0: completely agree or you can just um honestly cut one of the other matches move it to the pre-show this is one that probably didn't go longer because of Liger.
1: Yeah. Um that's true. And
0: that's fair. I mean
1: He is almost fifty here, right? He's yes, about to turn correct. fifty. They put that on commentary, I believe Carino said that.
0: He is fifty-eight now. So that would be forty eight, so forty-nine here. Um he's a year out from Wrestling an NXT match, so
2: Yeah, Tyler Breeze, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, boy, wild. Yeah, and it's surprisingly a good match too. Was that Brooklyn? Well, uh, well, these these
1: guys know to kind of work to Liger's strengths, I think. And I mean, Liger's the legend. He's going to tell you what he can and can't do. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Jeff said: who, if you're Adam Cole why would you not want to have that you wrestled Liger on your resume? Yeah. Dude's a legend. Like, even Carino brings it up. He's like, this brings me back to watching Liger and Brian Pillman at Clash of Champions, Uh, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I I, I dig the match. Like I said, just a little bit longer would have been great. But like you said, it's probably due to Liger's age and just his body not being able to handle the longer matches like it used to be. But Liger's Liger, man. Any anytime he's on a card, I it's it's something to see.
0: Uh Cole doesn't um add, adhere to the code of honor. So it does seem like um Liger was more over after the match than he was before the match, which is somehow crazy to me. Or at least is how the crowd was reacting.
1: Well, and that could be because they're exhausted from all the young book spots. No. Wow. <laughs> your boy todd sinclair is like working super hard he's already he's he's the ref for that match too like he, yeah. is, he, he is for him to be a bigger dude man he is he is out there and they even talk about on commentary that he missed his brother's rehearsal dinner so that he could ref a match with liger the first time liger ever came to ring of honor tell me that guy I, doesn't love wrestling i can i, mean, I can confirm
2: that. I, I mean it's cod's kind of dad <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, have some respect, but Uncle yeah. Mike
1: was pissed. <laughs> nah, he was. He wouldn't happy. have it.
2: He wouldn't have it, brother.
0: Brother. Oh. all right. Match of the night time: IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. We have AJ Styles defending against Michael Elgin and Kazuchika Okada. Oh. This is my match of the night. Um, you can just say the guys that are in this match, and you can already know this is gonna be a barn burner. Um this is this is Okada at Peak Okada, AJ in Peak Bullet Club, AJ Run. Elgin kind of being the workhorse here and you know, Ring of Honor as as a whole, he's wrestling. Everybody at this point. This this is
1: this is full blown. Let's make Michael Elgin a main eventer.
0: Yes. Correct. Like
2: this is it. Well, yeah, and again, there was again amongst the the internet crowd and the Ring of Honor guys, I mean Elgin before well, before he ended up going into he went insane too. But Mm -hmm he was a dude like he was that dude he was so good and I remember listening to Cornette um not a while ago and him was saying you know he was saying like back in the day some of the fans were like dude like how come Elgin hasn't won the belt and they're like oh Cornette said oh well they couldn't put the belt on him for a long time because he was working here um you know in America as a Canadian but he didn't have like he didn't have his papers so mm-hmm. you know like so you know they he couldn't was just take over the risk here. Yeah, yeah, it could take the risk. He was just over here working. You know, you put a heavyweight belt on a guy, and I guess that changes probably put you in another tax bracket and this and that and all that. But yeah, I mean, he was so good. I mean, he is good, but yeah, he's definitely the workhorse in this match. And it works because like everybody did their stuff and it all worked together. Like Okada did Okada things, Elgin did Elgin things, and AJ did AJ things. And a lot of times when that usually happens, you don't have a good triple threat you know you usually have a like ah, one guy was trying you know trying to this or was pushing or was like but no and it also too in a world in a world of where everybody the other the third party goes outside and lays on the ground and watches like there wasn't mm-hmm. a ton of that here there was actual wrestling doing nope. moves you know
1: and, and, and like elgin was using the other guys to take the other guys out like it, it made sense like there's a spot where he throws AJ into to Okada like a like a human spear, like instead of him spearing him, he uses AJ to spear him. Like yeah. so, the 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 I hate saying sequences, but the, the sequences of where they're working around and with each other flow great. They work work great together. Like it, it's a great triple threat match. It's it's there's not a, like you said not a lot of laying outside, not a lot of of a lull period where it's just two guys wrestling each other. Like he, the guy may be down on the mat, but it's because he just took a move and they're working. He's working the other guy. So I, um I, I say this is a close second for me on match. And I still, still love Steen and, and Nakamura, but yeah. this is a damn good triple threat. Yeah. Um, And the fact, I, I feel like they kind of had to put Elgin in there. Cause they, they didn't want to make Okada lose and they didn't want AJ to lose, but then it, it's still kind of, they were putting over that Elgin hadn't lost all of twenty fourteen, and then he's the guy that gets pinned. So they're protecting their two top stars for the money match in New Japan later on. I, I get it. And Elgin's yeah. already talked about getting is getting a world title shot against Adam Cole. So he's already made for that. He's not going to lose that shot.
2: Mm-hmm. Your boy was there. Your boy was in the house for that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um... Everything you guys said was right about this match. This is uh, this is extremely well worked from three guys who are extremely good workers. Um not not a moment goes by where you can breathe in this match. And props to Okada because three because three way matches are not a New Japan thing. You know, it it's it's yeah. never really been a staple for them so for him to come over and seamlessly just fit right into this and we even saw that last year's forbidden door how it was what okada cole jay white and hangman and he was the star of that one too
1: well he, um, he learned how to do all those in a tna man when he was I, okada
0: you're damn right he did <laughs> you're damn right right he the did.
1: man that single-handedly ruined the new japan tna
0: <laughs>
1: fucking relationship for a long time
2: uh travis if you want to continue to come on the show i
1: need you to lay off the tna <laughs> references
2: <laughs> do we do, do we just
1: do we need to forget that he was a green hornet-esque kind of character <sighs> for a while jesus
0: <laughs> oh uh, he was a, he he had all of the stereotypes. It oh, wasn't. Man. Uh, I
2: don't yeah. know. Just make him a it Sure.
1: It was bad, man. It, like the, that was single handedly what ruined the relationship for a while. Was how they treated Okada.
0: Yes. Um, I also want to go on record. He lost a lot. Uh, oh yeah. Like, He's on explosion a lot, so he was on rampage <laughs> a lot. So I have six recorded matches sorry, seven recorded matches here for, for Okada. Um, both under the name Okada and Okato. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played Suicide once as your uh, trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, TNA Impact Taping lost to Daniels. Uh, TNA Live? I guess that's like a house show, I guess. Yeah. Um, him and Homicide lose to the Guns. Two back-to-back TNA live tapings. He loses to Kazarian. Um, TNA Impact taping. He loses to Stevie Richards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, TNA Impact taping. We're into 2011 now. Um, there is December, uh five-month gap between the Stevie Richards match and this next match, where he is now Gone from Okada to Okato, and he um, he wins this over D'Angelo Janeiro by disqualification. The Pope, and then and then he is what? This is where he. Sorry, God
2: What world are we living in, where the fucking Pope is wrestling Okada? Like, get me out of here!
1: Hey, That's where uh, Okada stole his gimmick from, man. Stole like, from the Pope.
2: Get me out of here!
1: You I saw fine, you man. saw him. Put his hands up to the sky, and those dollar bills fell on the ramp. When we watched
0: uh... <laughs> lockdown,
2: what is going on?
1: You got to think, man. Stevie Richards, no matter what he does in life, could claim he beat Okada. He <sighs> beat the Rainmaker.
0: Oh, I've got a, I've got a video of it. I'll send it to you guys. Um, oh, God, just the, then... I'm
1: watching. I just watched where uh, Okada tombstoned AJ, and AJ selling is so fucking good
0: yes yes um and then this is march 28th 2011 um brian kendrick chris sabin and um okada as suicide uh go over um robbie e and uh the young bucks
1: yeah no wonder new japan's like fuck tna
2: yeah i don't blame
1: them yeah just this is just triple threat match is getting added to the list too there's a lot of matches that get added from this show but this show i will uh, without a doubt bar none say this is the best show i've ever watched with you guys wrestling aspect wise like hey. it blows everything else we've watched from wcw and tna out of the water Look, like this this is it right here this is the best mm-hmm. one we've watched let me Imagine just
0: that. let me just shoehorn this to piggyback off of Jeff here. Um the bar coming into this was very low. Um WC 2000s and yep. the first 4 months of TNA in 2010.
1: Yeah. Not 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 great. But no. Like I knew this 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 card was good. I just did not remember it being as good as it is now, but that's also seeing it like 10 mm. years after the fact, so my uh, my eyes are a little different.
0: Um so looking and i'm getting i'm getting with the with the uh purist historian here um you did cover wrestlemania 19 with us
1: yeah this is still a better card in wrestlemania oh than yeah 20.
0: 100 uh 100 i figured that, i would at least give you the option there
1: that match has the undertaker versus big show and, and uh a train a train uh, dick, dick with shoulders running down to the ring <laughs>
0: oh, <dang. laughs>
1: That was the first uh, show Dick I ever shoulders. covered with you guys. And Dick. with shoulders. Nathan Jones. Eh. The Colossus yeah. of Bagger Get out of here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, fucking prison in fucking prison inmate. Uh but yeah, this match is really damn damn good. Um everybody delivers. Um Elgin eats a rainmaker. Um Styles hits a springboard elbow on on Okada, he's out. AJ hits the Styles Clash on Elgin, AJ retains.
1: Oh yeah, and and the way that worked out at the end was great too. AJ snuck in, hits the Styles uh-huh. Clash, wins, and he catches that moment where he can get the three count. It's not like yeah, you know, it's not overdone, it's not overbooked. It it, it made sense. Yeah. I'm all about wrestling making sense sometimes.
0: And it's very interesting that we add Okada to this match, and Elgin is challenged. Well, and at the beginning of the night, it's just supposed to be Elgin and AJ, but then they add Okada, and then at the intermission, they announced that it's gonna be Elgin and Adam Cole at best in the world. And then Elgin eats the pin. Yeah. It, it just it just it just doesn't make Elgin look strong. Now, yeah, he, granted, he, he did eat a Rainmaker and then a Styles Clash.
1: He's, and the bad thing is, man, he's really the only option because you can't have Okada man. lose. You can't yeah. have AJ lose. Yeah. yeah
0: mm-hmm. Exactly. Fortunately.
1: But he had a strong-ass showing in the match. Like, buckle yeah. bomb. He did the superplex from the apron in on okada like pulls him up and over the ropes like mm-hmm. they made him look like a star they made him look like he belonged but i like you said like i guess i just don't know how it should get around it besides him eating the pin like especially it's a triple threat there's no dq so yeah you' do something unless you had the bullet crumb run in but that's aw like um, ruining, I'm s- ruining the end of a match i'm so mm-hmm.
0: glad you said that because Honestly, aside from the Tanahashi Mike Mikey Bennett match, a lot of these were clean.
1: Yep, not a a, a lot of involvement from anybody else.
0: Yeah, well,
2: there's no, there's no tomfoolery. Uh, Like Travis said earlier, it's guys wrestling to prove themselves to just be competitors, and usually there's a winner or there's a loser. You know, there's no BS.
1: Because there's no that no match ends in a DQ, no match ends in a count out. Like everything has yeah. a winner and a loser, and the people that lost didn't get hurt by their losses because it was built up as a contest between two guys mm-hmm. that are trying to prove a point.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you lose to the better man, you may drop down a couple of rungs on the the ladder, the rankings, or whatever you want to say in your head. But like Steen losing to Nakamura didn't hurt him no Um Elgin he was already losing on this the way out. Elgin losing this match didn't hurt him because it shows they could wrestle with two of the best in the world. Yeah. Um Kushida losing the lethal didn't hurt him. He had a great showing like it, to, it just it just made sense. Like even the Briscoes losing to Carl Anderson and them and uh didn't didn't hurt them because they just got beat. They just got caught in in that one instant where they had Jay on the ground and Mark ate the magic yep. killer and that was it like it, it it's it's funny to me that wrestling ten years ago could be booked to make sense and keep people strong and make stars and we can't do it fucking now it, it, it from a guy that supposedly watched all this stuff but can't build a fucking star or keep a star hot for more than two weeks
2: well it's I mean it's because everybody's a star and everybody everybody wants to have a five star six star match well, oh, okay, cool, you start going down that route, and then now everybody's got ego, and nobody wants to win. I mean, no, nobody wants to pin anybody over, nobody wants to lose. But exactly. good, good luck with that. Yep. Nobody well, I will,
0: I, I will round this out um, by giving some feedback on the show from Dave Meltzer. Can you tell me what he rated that match right there? Uh, four, uh, four stars out of five. <laughs> <laughs> was, you know, was the, match just the highest
1: rated wasn't it
0: yes um he called that he he called the uh tag team match uh, amazing um okay so
2: so so the fix and, was already in
0: oh it gets better Meltzer and pan the audience yeah at the Hammerstein Ballroom for their lack of reaction for the wrestling and compared it to Global War's audience writing, this action in Toronto's audience would have been unbeatable. Way to blame the crowd for not being hot.
2: Shut up, Meltzer.
0: You fucking cock. Well, that closes this one out. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to our esteemed colleague, Travis Lasseter, um, for... Uh, to plug whatever you would like to plug. Have at it. Oh, man, we're just uh, still rolling away over
1: there on wrestling re- recommendations right now. Uh, just, we re- just recorded the Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero versus uh, El Hio Del Santo and Octagon, two out of three, Mass versus Hair match. Art uh, Bar. It is, there's some crazy rules in AAA at the time, and I didn't realize that you had to beat both of your pol- opponents for the fault account mm. uh and this two out of three falls match or i didn't remember it so that, that was cool cool to see that's our first triple a match so um we get to talk about a new promotion We get to talk about new rules new history we get to talk about conan who i fucking hate and everybody thinks i love so conan can <laughs> fuck off um but that that that's great. Uh, having fun with that. Uh, last week's episode was Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole uh, 2019 when NXT and AW start their head-to-head battle. So um, wrestling, wrestling recommendations all over the place. Like Ryan said earlier, you spin the wheel, make the deal. That's the match we cover that fall that next week. So um, I'm going to add some of these matches to it. Uh, I feel like Eddie's eyes on that Well, He would enjoy some of these matches. So um, it gives gives some cool talking points on that, but other than that, man, not, not a whole lot going on. Still selling stuff on eBay and TGL, the man 12. If anybody wants to look up some wrestling memorabilia and things, and I, I can push, um, I know Eddie's gonna push it, but they got Wrestle Wars coming up July 8th for NGW. Um, they have announced Logan Easton LaRue, which Lash better be there, damn it. That's why he wasn't at the last <laughs> show because Uncle Lash couldn't be there. Um, uh, Matt Cross is gonna be there, Caleb Conley. Uh, I believe that's all they have announced currently at this time. Um, but uh, I'll push that for for old Cody Cody Ford. He can put some money in my bank account for it. But uh, that's all I got going on, man, right, right now over here.
0: Yeah, I'll piggyback on onto that as right before we came on, um, they announced that uh, Sue Young will uh, will will also be in attendance. So um, oh, there but, we go. Yeah, definitely excited to see that. Um, and we'll have to ask. Uh, Logan, well, we'll have to ask Logan Easton LaRoe, um, about <laughs> Lash when we talk to him next. Okay. Whatever that may, may be. I'm just saying. But I would, if I was the general public listening to this wonderful podcast, make sure you're glued to our Twitter at WPPod1. Might be a um, big announcement coming, uh, for a potential interview.
1: I really want to ask Lash. Is was he was it were his feelings hurt when they booked the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea to beat him in the finals of the cruiserweight title tournament in two thousand when Oklahoma gave up the belt? It's gonna um, be the
0: first. It's gonna be the first question, by the
1: way. <laughs> first question I'm gonna ask. Just watch Super uh, Brawl two thousand, guys. By the way, on my trip through WCW. So. I, I
2: I also have some questions. Um. Um. Yeah. God, you were talking about a announcement i just want to know is it 9 days from tonight <laughs> is it's it going nice. to be is it going to be 9 days from tonight
0: kidding it's it, it's, not, it's, it's 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 not going to be a huge announcement okay uh, okay oh it's, we're it's, not going
1: to get the main event of collision
0: no <laughs> um wonder what tony no, but...
1: announcement next week is the opener for a collision yeah.
0: The debut episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you should still turn on the notifications to Twitter, wppod one Um, if you like what you're listening to, you would like to support the podcast. I don't know to buy me a coffee. You can donate whatever you'd like. Link is on our website, which you can find on our on our Twitter page conveniently enough. Uh Jeff, where can he find you on the Twitter machine?
2: Jeff M Hall One. That's it. Simple man.
0: You are a simple kind of man. Oh, I'll um, throw this out there. Fo- follow wrestling recommendations on Twitter
1: and on Tiki Talk. Forgot to mention oh. the Tiki Talk. So, got to get throw on that the TikTok. Got to throw the that out
0: there. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad you brought up wrestling rec- uh, recommendations here to close out the show because next week, we're bringing your guy on, we're bringing your tag team partner on to the show. Mr. Eddie Shepard coming back to the Wrestling Pierce podcast for another retro review. Um, this is um, this is I, I would say as far as we're concerned your wheelhouse. This is WCW yep. and this is 1995. Yep. that's
1: We covered this on Wrestling Ruin back in the day and God let us do you, know need. you boys, let me tell you boys you're in for a treat.
0: Oh, uh, don't spoil anything, but we're covering Great American Bash 95. Um go and check out the Wrestling Ruined episode if you wanna um buff if, if you want to buff up on some of the information coming into the show. If you want to hear me in. make
1: fun of Angelo Poffo getting beat down,
0: <laughs> please go God check damn. it out. God damn it. Go check that out now. Um well the dogs are barking. The sun is set. The moon is high. If you're in the north, northeast, you are in a big cloud of smoke. Uh, So, everybody, please stay safe while you're out there. And we will catch you next time on the Wrestling Purist Podcast.